Want to know what it takes to be a successful entrepreneur? Welcome to Kathy Talk. I'm your host, Kathy Hernandez. I think if you align passion, your output will match your passion. So for people that are younger, like trying to figure it out, I say, you know, figure figure out what you're really passionate about. Because the reason we're up at six is because I love this. It's like, what else am I going to do but win and do music and be successful and be an entrepreneur? I love this. Entrepreneurship saved my life. Joining me on the podcast this week, I have partners and co-founders of DFD Music based out of Atlanta, Georgia. They are Army and Navy veterans, eight-time Billboard charting producers and artists, Mr. Shane Foster and Mr. Davis Chris. Hey, guys. What's How's up? it going? What up? How you doing? Well, thank you for, so for joining me on my podcast. I'm so honored. Thank you for having us. <laughs> well... Let me give you full disclosure. So, um, Shane Foster, we have been IG pals for quite some time, but you've been doing your thing hard for at least the entire two years, three years. And let me tell you, Corona did not stop this man. Him and (laughs) Mr. Davis over here have been grinding it out. But I'm gonna let you give me some info about this past year has been because I the way I see it you guys kind of have blown up to another level <laughs> thank you we just working we just doing what we do uh, on a day to day basis we set out goals we set out uh, certain things that we want to accomplish each quarter I think now we had a six month mark we realized that we accomplished a lot of stuff in the last six months uh, since this year and then going back to like last year during the corona where we really got to hone in and key in on ourselves and uh, on our business as an entity to like you know progress and like grow you know even during the coronavirus we figure out ways other ways to make money like during uh the pandemic to like you know steadily grow and steadily proceed and fluctuate and end up being a good decision to focus on us and nobody else and we had way more success that way than probably working for anybody or working with anybody else so you find as entrepreneurs um, and reaching the level that you're at right now, it's actually better that you didn't have someone else step in to try and help you, that you kind of grinded it out and found your own voice? Well, I would say it's more so we adapted to survive. I think due to Corona, like the in-person interaction kind of you know subsided a little bit. Therefore, Shane and I really, really uh, learned how to, you know, manipulate technology in a way that was advantageous for us. Like we're on the phone, we're on Instagram, we're on LinkedIn, we're on, you know, our, our company website. I think that that's been a big key. And in terms of uh, external factors, like people, I would say um, help is always good, but I think there comes a point in time, uh, you know, you have to just focus on, on your goals and just execute yourself. So let's take it back a little because I want to talk about you two individually because we all see things on Instagram and we all see things on social media platforms, but that's not like the you, you know, like the actual person. That's that's the vision of the person. So the both of you are military, ex-military officers, right? Thank you so much for your service. Um, Pleasure. So give me uh, some insight. Did you meet in the military? No, no, absolutely. We uh, we met outside the military. My very first day I moved to L.A., we, we met. And um, so what what branch were you in, though? You were in Army. Um, I was in the Army. And I was in the Navy. Oh, yeah, Navy. <laughs> yeah. All right. And, 
<laughs> he had the shout out. He was like, the Navy will not be second best. Okay. <laughs> so wait a minute. I got something even more, more interesting. So you were swimming in the waters and he was flying out of planes. Yeah, jump yeah. out of airplanes. Yeah. Ain't that crazy? <laughs> it is. But somehow y'all met in the middle in L.A.? Yeah. Yes, we went to school in uh, Hollywood, the Los Angeles Film School in Hollywood. We met ah. the park there class. And so was that something that you did on the VA bill or from? Absolutely. Absolutely. Shout out to VA. I'm saying because uh, that's, a, that's about a $200,000 200, school. Like no... No cap to it at all. 200 and up. And we did, uh, I myself did two programs and Chris did three programs. So why I bring it up, because one, I'm super patriotic and I know that the both of you are as well. And a lot of times that doesn't come across online because you see yeah. that you're in music and you got your chains and you got your girls <laughs> and you got your liquor, you know, which I get. I totally get it. But you were of service to this country for many years. Yes, and because of that, you were able to then reap the benefits by way of the grants and stuff. And then you both had the similar mind to go to film school or music school. Yeah. What was it? It's, it's like a music and a film and business, music, film and business. Right. So when you're in the military, just question, when you're in the military, do they encourage you to like choose a specific path? Do they want you to stay in the military? Like, how does it, how do you go from like taking so, orders to like being this creative thing? That's funny you say that. You asked that. They actually want you to stay in the field. And more, nine out of 10 times people from the military go into the political field. So I myself was heading into that direction. I don't know, follow me, follow me, kind of like not leading, not being a leader. And then um ultimately in the last minute I said, nah, this not this is not gonna be for me. I'm gonna do what I wanna do and, and where my passion, my heart is at. So I moved out to LA and I, I didn't I didn't miss a beat. As soon as I got out of the military, I went ahead and just did it. Because if I didn't and punt around and try to think of a plan and make excuses, it probably wouldn't happen. So that that part, because the military ain't gonna try to make you stay with the military. They're gonna want to say all right, even though you're not in the military, okay, you still got a government job, so you still technically work for the government. So it was right. like, nah, I don't want to do that no more. Like, I'm, you I'm paid them dues, you on to the yeah, next thing. I'm done with that, yeah, for sure. Definitely, definitely was done with that part of it. When you're in the film school, when you were going to school, how did you two link up? Was it like first day of class? You like that was it? <laughs> we love to tell this story. So the first day, yeah. you have an orientation, it's like a thousand of us in there, right. And at the end of orientation, for whatever reason, Shane and I had the bright idea to walk down to the, the studio, which is like a 10-minute walk. And uh, we were the only two people out of thousands of people to go. And we walked in the studio, and we were so curious and so anxious and just interested. We were trying to turn on the equipment. And we were in there for three hours, and we didn't, we couldn't do a thing. All we did was, like, turn the audio <laughs> on. But yeah, what he said that. to me is, this guy's passionate. He was trying to figure it out. We're flipping switches, and what's this wire? And it stood out to me. I was like... Oh, this guy's a winner. Like he trying to go get it. And so from that day, we've literally been inseparable. Like, I mean it was a bromance from the start. <laughs> but, but what it is more specifically, Shane is a winner. I'm a winner. Yeah. And I think, you know, a wolf can smell a wolf. You know what I mean? It's like we're both yeah. like trying to go get it, trying to fulfill our destiny and our legacy. And uh, you know, so, that we realized it the first day. So when you sign artists, so now you have you started your own company. 
and you're starting out. You don't know anything, but you're trying it. Right. What was some of the obstacles or some of the pitfalls that you ran into, like starting up? Like, did you put money into a studio? You decked it out, and then you're like sitting there waiting for somebody to call and and help them. Uh, we just we work with other artists first. When we first started out, we was working with other artists and investing in the other artists, had a vested interest in the other artists, and um, just not like an uh, all right. And then people don't have the same. If people don't have the same vision or the same artistic vision as you, and being a creative like that becomes, you know, very like you know, friction in that in that angle. And then like people don't have the same attitude to win. It kind of like brings you know unbalance to it too. So you realize that they don't really want it as bad as they do, especially if you get handed out something. Someone's handing you something, you don't you don't take it in as the same way as going out to get it. Like right. it's just not saying if you had to go through certain things. To get to a certain, you know, certain level of, you know, financial situation, people don't take it as saying as like never had to do it or never had to work anything. But um, I think uh, learning from that, like this, learning, and then at the same time we're learning the same thing. So we just apply it to ourselves what we take to artists, to ourselves as artists and producers, and we're the creatives too at the same time, and and pushing it out that way. Go ahead, Chris. And from a fundamental standpoint, from a psychological view, there is a tenacity. There's a consistency and a habitual state of excellence that the average person does not have. Me and this guy, we are consistent. I'm up at 6 a.m. every morning on the computer, ga, 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 doing stuff because I just, I just, uh, I just, I, I just want to win so much. I just love success. I'm blessed and fortunate. I'm thankful to God, you know, where my life is at. And I'm just excited. And that type of excitement and habitual just, you know, energy. It's not. It's not something that everybody has. You yeah. got that passion. That's why. Yeah. And you, I think six, five. I think you uh, you downplaying. I think it's like five. I think we'd be <laughs> like five. Cause like I be hitting them. I be like, this dude up, man. Like you up. You be like, yeah. But like, look, check this out. Like we always be like, fact check information. Send information. Fact checking. Checking out other stuff that's working for other people and kind of like bouncing off of that because, uh, like you, when you were saying about trans uh social media, but the thing with entertainment is. Social media is transparent as a creative and an artist, like from that standpoint, because they're going to post everything. They're going to like yes. what you see is, is what it is when it's coming in because everybody in the same is competitive. So you're always going to show stuff. So if you look into stuff and you see some things, some of the answers that lie within your problems, like sometimes within yourself, then sometimes you can just see it right within somebody else. And it's like, oh man, like we've been down that road and we'll see something right. that, that we've done. We'll be like, dang, yeah, I remember when we did that. And it's like, you know, Building off to that and like help build our brand and flourish our brand and network. You network, like you say, you know, in like two, three years, and like, you know, like it's crazy. Like you network on the internet, you build relationships on the internet now. That's yeah. just what we live in. So, like getting up and getting on this black little rectangular thing every morning or getting on a computer it is vital to success. And I think vital success as an entrepreneur in general, not yeah. just uh, as a musician or artist, just in general, because. We started another business and we did that from online searching, online networking, shooting emails back and forth to a different company and linking up and signing contracts. So, yeah, definitely um, getting up with technology is, is just vital and like getting up, getting up early in the morning is vital to success. I, I would say with being an entrepreneur. Did you learn that from the military? Because I'm, you know, I'm up all hours of the night. You could see, but did you learn that from being in the military, like disciplining yourself to do yeah. it? At a hundred percent and not half-ass things. Yeah, they get you at 
I mean, like the military, you train to get up at five, four thirty in the morning anyway. You mm -hmm. going by the time nine o'clock happens, you've done more stuff mm -hmm. than you've been doing a, in in a whole day. You've done before nine o'clock. Yeah. So like living it and being in it and knowing that that's the truth. And even they talk about it as you're training, as you're going through the process. And you're like, yeah, you're right. I do a lot of stuff. When nine o'clock comes, it's like you're already like game on. Uh, I might be doing something like in the military. You're doing like something way more advanced. And someone is just like wiping the you know cold out their eyes and you yeah. know that coffee or whatever. Like we're already, I'm already past that stage. I work out a vigorous workout. You know, took a shower and regroup. You know, put on that uniform, put that thing on, and it's like, yeah, it's, it's go time. You know, so having that same mindset and even with more control is this. I think it's already instilled in us, right? Service members, like it doesn't. I, of course, I don't have to get up and get, you know put that thing on and like jump all out, but it's like I get up and I get up. Like I don't just like. Lay there and be like, you're oh, ready. You're early. ready. Like, I'm up and ready. Like, if somebody called me at seven, eight o'clock, be like, to be somewhere, you know, Atlanta's so spaced out, I can, I'm already ready. Like, all I gotta do is put, put shoes on and it's ready to go. You know what I mean? Go mode. So, grab my backpack, throw my gear in, whatever, and we, we out there. So, I would say, like, getting up early and just having that mindset to go ahead and get to it when you're up, listen to podcasts listen to music or whatever it is that you like to do, you know, to get yourself going. I, me, myself, I personally like watching comedians in the morning and like yeah. catch up with the the IG comedians. Like I like the underdog IG comedians. They're funny. They're hilarious to me. I'll do that and I might listen to a podcast or two and then like, you know, it's go time for me for sure. So you mentioned that you now have, after you have this success with your billboard charts and being artists and producers that you are venturing into new business ideas and new, new territory. Um, so tell me a little bit, what, what is the new business you can talk about? Yeah. So, um, pretty much is, uh, like a vending, a vending company, vending, vending machines. Like you typically, you know, you go to a, uh, establish more business that you work at or whatever and you have vending machines, like, you know, in the break room and stuff like that. So it's kind of like a, a, just like that. The machines there, we service the machines, make the money for the machines, go back about our day. But the cool thing about it is you can put anything you want in the vending machine. It's not just limited to like just Coke. And you know, sometimes you go, you might want a Pepsi. Some people might like Coke and different businesses. So the good thing is to have a variety of everything in there and service the people. So that that's a good part, I think, about with this business. It's, it's more uh, diversifying the portfolio and bringing right. in revenue. And a passive income. It's a passive income because people, the average person spends 85 cents a day on snacks and vending if they work in a facility. Yes. So that's passive income that's constantly going to be coming in and diversify that and then trying to get into We got other ideas and other things that we want to get into, but. Oh, I got some ideas for you. It's something, <laughs> it's something that's really important to me and Shane. For years and years and years, we've seen, about, we've seen black entertainers and athletes and we, we've seen people, you know, of our skin, our skin color you know, come into success and come into money and squander it. And then right. they're broke or, you know, it, the money runs out, yada, yada. And I look at people like Will Smith. I look at Shaquille O'Neal. I look at Rick Ross as diversifying their revenue streams. And yeah. that, to me, has always been something like, man, we got to make sure that we, you know, spread it around a little bit. Said, yeah. Not rely on one thing. Yeah. And not squander our opportunity. You know what I mean? And I think and I think the discipline from the military and the, light, and the discipline that we have so far, that allows us to do that too because we sit down, you know, when the money hitting, it's hitting. And we be like, man, we want to, you know, you want to, ooh, man, like I work hard for this. I want to it, but it's like, let's take this and do this. Let's take this. We're always sitting down. And even before we even get to the money, we like already have, like I said, we already have a plan. Strategizing. All right, we're going to do this. When this hit, if we make this amount, we're going to do this to make this happen. 
And it's just so far we've been blessed. It's just been working out. And we've just been gradually pushing and moving along just like that. Well, yeah, I mean, I could, I can definitely see your progress, um, just from online and then, you know, the things that you talk about moving forward and trying to always get to the next level. Now I do always see you flashing money. <laughs> <laughs> no. So it's funny. Keeping it, keeping no, it a I little, a little pimp no. for the, the young people, but you know, in reality though, but wait, in reality though you are are moving business like you're not just flashing cash flashing jewelry like it's that's the fun you know kind of caricature part of what people think music business is but just like you were saying you're diversifying you're putting um money into vending machines like that's not sexy but damn that's a check right there yeah <laughs> and the funny thing is right so with music man like i say it's so competitive it's marketing it's strictly marketing. Like the average person that comes from like the streets or whatever is into music or whatever. They don't know about they don't know about banks and diversify. It's corny to them. You're like they don't. It's not cool to them. It's not like oh man, those guys are broke. Like whatever. So it's like we're feeding to the audience that's already into that. Like they see the flash cash or whatever. I I've gotten like 15 more sales than I would have gotten if I just posted. Right. Man, like build your business credit. Like nobody right, right. pay attention. But if I be like. Man, I got Make fifty right, right down. Yeah. I'm counting it, you know, spinning, and they like, oh my god, like, yeah, I, I got to get to it. I got to get to it. So, well, I'm not gonna lie. When I see it, I'm like, damn, I need one of them bundles right there. Like, shit, <laughs> <laughs> what like, am I doing in life right now? Floyd, you see Floyd Mayweather with the million, you know, with the million dollars on the bed. It, it kind of sort of taps a different part of your brain. Oh, it's psychological, totally. Yeah, so we understand yeah. that now. We understand that. At first, we won't like that. We just like just get to the money, get to the money. We're right. Like, we can, I think one time I like posted someone and it was like everybody, oh man, like I want to do, I want to spend money with y'all. But money attracts money. So yeah. people see, it's, it's crazy as it is in the world that we live in is digital. I never had to see that. I, we don't even see our money today, but right. it excites people when they see it. Like when they see yes. it, they want to switch. They're like, oh man, these guys get money. I, I got money. I want to spend money with them because they get money. Let's get to the money together. So it's like, you don't even have to like nobody to like get some money. Like y'all can both just want to get to the money. You feel me? So like, so the two of you have a discipline for your background. You've been of service. You took that service and those same qualities that you learned and you applied it to your education, which then led you to then work with other artists, understand how energy, having the same vibe, having the same approach, and then now to building your business and then building your business to a point of success where you can see the billboard posts on, on your background. So now you're moving in to the next level. So what do you say to people who are starting out? They don't share your energy because they just haven't reached that level of maturity. Like yeah. a lot of people have they're 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 20 years old and they think they should have made a million dollars already like what do you say to them you gotta stay consistent and then this this is a timely this is a time driven effort this is time i work for a company i i, I mean i work and i got i i work for a company too i work for live nation which was in the entertainment field too so i did work for a company but i learned a lot from that and then me clocking in that nine to five made me even gave me that extra edge on my shoulder to be like, man, I got to get to it. Because I'm looking at the people working with, like, we're like peers. Even though I'm working with someone, it's like, man, my life is just, 
not like the blues on like my life was way more thorough than they like. They like you know frantic and crazy and and minds driven to like slave for this company and make them millions of dollars. It's like man, I can't be making a fraction of this. They're making the company that work for me billions of dollars, billions, billions of dollars. And I was looking at, it, I was like, I remember one day I logged in a few. I was like, man, like we're looking at the quarter report for like concerts and tours and and music. And I was like, man, they made up almost a. Four million dollars, like I'm like, man, this is crazy. And I'm in here for like 30k. You feel me? Like give all my time. So as a the mindset you gotta have is even in the military, I've had like very like I had a lot of entrepreneurship like opportunities and, and stuff that worked and stuff that didn't work. You know, you gotta like focus on what happens after that nine to five because people think having a nine to five is corny. It's not. You gotta start somewhere in order to get to the next place. You can't just be on your couch and be like, man, the opportunity is gonna fall on my lap. I'm gonna get off. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make some money, man, off my bright idea. It's like you gotta get out there and work for it. And you get out of the work for it, gives you that extra, that oomph you need to like be successful. Cause when you get into it from the grind and out the mud, it just hit different when you make money. You make your first dollar, your whole mindset, you like, man, I can really do this. It don't have to be a hundred thousand, I don't have to be a dollar. Like me making a dollar. For music, I think when we got a, my first royalty check, like 16 cents, it was like, man, like, I made money. Like, you know, like, they paid like, me. I was excited. And I that, was, and that, I'm not gonna cap. And that alludes to my next point. I think if you align passion, your output will match your passion. So for people that are younger, like trying to figure it out, I say, you know, figure, figure out what you're really passionate about. Because the reason we're up at six is because I love this. It's like, what else am I gonna right. do? But when? And do music and be successful and be an entrepreneur. I love this. Entrepreneurship saved my life. So I think if you align that, be patient. It's something that Shane and I, I feel like we yeah. would agree on. You got to be patient. It's a marathon. And then lastly, my last point is take it serious. Even from the infant stages, take it serious. Because I took all the music stuff serious when it was two people, you know, looking at a song to 10 people to 100. Now I got a fan base of a few thousand people between me and Shane. You know what I mean? And I think taking it serious is, uh, you know, has helped. Hone it, hone in on your craft, and I think the school, like I would say, honing the craft was us going to get the education behind it, but right. also applying and constantly learning. Be it, be a constant learner because what we realize, even in our field, even in the industry, entertainment field, some people get complacent. And we we've leveled up to people that we used to look up and, oh my god, like man, I got, I just want to be. And then you get around, it's like man, they're reaching <laughs> out. So the table's turned because like. Gotta, He's boxing me over here. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta like get to it, and you gotta have that, like he said, that tenacity to like want to win and really like hone in on your craft and really study it and like really learn it. Because even as an artist, people think, oh, I just rap and I do music. Even your most successful artists would tell you they like look at other people and they study the other people and they you know follow their moves and like, man, I want to be like that. I want to be better than that. Or I can do this. And a lot of artists just don't get that they just think like oh man i'm dope i'm talented i can rap and like that's it but it's like it's really a science and it's a method to this stuff just with anything in life it's a, it's a science and method to you, you have to want to learn even though you know bill gate i mean like a lot of your know, billion dollar they only have high school diplomas a lot of your rappers only have high school diplomas yeah yeah so it's like it doesn't matter like most of the people that make a lot of money might not have that big college some people like diddy and all of them they have you know college degrees and stuff like people don't know which is crazy, but I know because I studied and I'm following like, oh, this is what he did. He did business in school, and then he was doing this and doing that. I was like, all right, use college as a platform. And I was like, oh, that's a way to yeah. And another point to allude to, I think, in terms of your knowledge base, don't be afraid to obtain like additional skills. I've always been an artist. 
I've always just wanted to be on a, with, behind a microphone on stage screaming at a thousand fans. That's all I've ever wanted to do. But I learned how to produce. I learned how to engineer. I learned how to write songs. I learned how to do marketing. I learned how to do play the piano. I learned all these other things just to get to you know where we're getting to now. And from a respect standpoint for Shane, from a business standpoint, I took it upon myself to learn some of the business to right. where everything doesn't fall on him. You know, I can read a contract competently, you know, with him or if he's busy, I can do that. I've learned how to do the marketing and do all the administrative, logistical, clerical things that, you know, that we both do, you know? So I think that's and, easy. Yeah, the same way with the music, same thing. I sit down, we send tracks, we work on tracks, I jump on stuff. This is like knowing how to do it. Like, we would never be left alone. If you got to a situation with like this over there, you'd be like, man, I can do this and you know, I can do it confidently. And that's the cool thing about working with, working with people that have the same, you know, attitude to win with you. Mm-hmm. Like you build a partnership, you build a relationship that way too. You can trust. It's about trust and reliance. Like, man, I trust this driver. I know he's gonna pick the best decision. I know he's gonna do the best thing, and I can just walk away and do something else. A lot of people have that. Uh, I would say they don't really trust people. And yeah. with this, you gotta, you got. I mean, you get the, the goods and the bad. You gotta learn. You gotta learn to trust people at, to a certain point to get to, to get to the next level. Because if you apprehensive. And oh man, always you know guarded and don't want to do anything. You're never winning this. Like you just won't. Like because opportunity passes by because people are gonna see it. Like man, they don't like it. what. What's wrong with them? Like do they want to win? Like trouble, yeah. Out? And to take and I, risk and don't yeah. be afraid to fail because to be honest, me and this guy, we failed at some things or you know not done well at some things, but we dusted ourselves off and got back up and we tried yeah. again. The, again. The last thing I'll say is I think it's the Dalai Lama. Uh, forgive me if I'm wrong. They, she states that um, a person in pursuit of something will fail more times than most people will even try. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's how you fail up. You fail right. your way to success, and that's how you figure it out. I call it like you need to pivot. You And, and yeah. Corona, Corona ain't teach nobody nothing. It was whatever you thought you were doing right before is totally gone. Now, how do you pivot and move in a direction to where you can still maybe make slight adjustments, learn a new skill, a new way of approaching the business because <laughs> you're not in front of people anymore. You're yeah. not face to face, but now you got tools. We all have the same tools. We all have the same 24 hours. So wrapping it up though, what is your next level goal? Maybe you're not there yet but what are you setting your sight we manifesting now so what are you setting your sights on for like your next achievement million dollars the money it gotta be something more than the money i'm just, I'm just teasing you it's gonna um <laughs> like really the really the biggest greatest going to even reason why i even got to this and everything it was like chris our vision on like actually get to a grammy and get to a you know uh the next level as the highest level of music achievement is definitely the next goal. Is and it Grammy? With, that, with yeah, with that comes money too. But it's like, you know, yes. in the hand. Yeah. The money and will come when you're when you're aligned with your passion. So if your goal is the Grammy, then we gotta project the Grammy. What's your speech gonna be? You gotta have a good speech. I got <laughs> well, and then, I already got that. <laughs> and then another point, another point too is Shannon and I are both advocates for veterans, disabled veterans, because Shannon yes. and I are both disabled veterans. And so it's important to both of us to show veterans that you can get out of the military and you can be successful and you can move on with your life and you'll do great things. So I think that's something that's really big. And on an even personal level, 
I want to be an example for young black men, yes, entrepreneurs, and do it legit and do it right and do it, you know, well. And I have no drug bag, no nothing, you know, just straight out of straight from like hard work, dedication. But yeah, now definitely, um, definitely just getting a, a bigger presence and more influence is definitely the goal right now. The next, I think having an influence over people is more powerful than money, yes. more powerful than anything, anything yeah. in life that you get is just like. That power to influence, like, if someone is standing here, you'd be like, man, like, how did they have that control? And, like, you see something done. Uh, one of my biggest, great, greatest influence, um, influences that I watch is uh, Grant Cardone. And, like, I watch him from the ground up. Kind of like the same way where I watch him from the ground up. But, like, when he does something, I'm paying attention. I'm like, grass, he, he's a very influential person. His word is verbs. And then Gary Vee is another one that I don't oh, yeah. like his voice. I watch like, him. But if you Bobby, listen. What are you talking about? What are you doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to some of the stuff they're talking about, like um, you that are of, you're paying attention. You're sitting up straight. You tuck your shirt in. You know, you're yeah. like, man, what is this guy? You know, it's just something about it. And like, I want to have that to where you know people are talking to me and it's like, man, they paying attention. They sitting up straight and they taking taking action. So that that's definitely like a a, a big goal because I ain't gonna steer you wrong. If you don't stand for something, you fall for anything. And, no, oh my god, that's the best line. If you don't stand for something, you're gonna fall for anything. Yeah, All right, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for being my first interviewees on this new podcast. And I mean, I couldn't have picked anything better, right? I got veterans who serve their country, patriots, guys who are examples for younger folks who want to build up the next generation, who want to motivate and show, show the way to get there. Businessmen, entrepreneurs, creatives, and Grammys on the brain, along with a million dollars. So <laughs> with that said, thank you so much for being on. If you, you don't know them, now you know DFD Music, Mr. Shane Foster and Mr. Davis Chris. Catch them in Atlanta. Catch them online. Probably another billboard hit. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you.